Welcome to track number one of Labor to be Blessed. Father, thank you for this beautiful Daniel Paul meeting in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Fantastic. Yeah, did you sit in groups, doctor? Yes. Well, show me. Come show me. So, this is Ghana. Ghana is the whole of this region, half. So, it was supposed to be Accra, Tema, and then the rest of Ghana. So, this is Ghana. Give us a wave, Ghana. Give us a wave. Could you come oh. back? Come step back from because of the speaker. Okay, so that Ghana next. Okay, so your next was flowing over. Now this is Switzerland and Australia and South Africa. South Africa, give us a wave. Switzerland, give us a wave. Australia, give us a wave. Okay, clap, clap for them. And then here we have North America. Give us a wave, North America. And then we have the Caribbean. Caribbean, okay. South America, Brazil, and yeah, give us a wave right there. Okay, and then we have UK and Europe. Give us a wave, UK and the rest. Well, UK alone, UK alone. The Swiss decided to separate themselves. A jump. <laughs> UK, Where, where's UK? Raise your hand, UK. All right, Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> They separated, they exited from the Europeans. So, All right. Is there any other country we didn't represent? Italy. So this is actually, Europe is here. UK is there, Europe. Italy, Switzerland, Germany, they are here. Where is Italy? Right, where is Germany? One person, two, okay. And where is Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe. One person. And Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, hey, wow, nice to see you. Australia as well? Australia is also here. Australia, all right. Beautiful. Are you, you're the one who married a white lady, right? Okay. <laughs> Zoe Alice, the front as well. Beautiful. Let us pray for the will of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, as we come before you in this time as lay pastors. We worship you for this opportunity that you've given to us. And Lord, we ask that at this time you bless us with new knowledge, Amen. new understanding, Amen. new counsel, so that we will, we will be true ministers that you've called us to be. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you are very welcome once again. And um, Uh, we, we have gathered here as lay pastors. Uh, the main characteristic of a lay pastor is that he's a lay pastor. <laughs> All right. In other words, it's not 
his um, his job from the morning of Monday to Friday, nine to five or eight to four, whatever. But it's a pastor still. Now, when I came here and uh, Pastor Eben was leading the worship, I was thinking to myself, what a wonderful pastor who is worshiping God, you know. And one of the things that um, we see about our lay pastors are that they are real pastors. They really love God. They are serving God and they are doing wonders as laymen. Now, that is um, very important. And um, I think if you can get rid of the little hooting in the sound, please, Mr. Man, thinking carefully about your work. Um, the last time we had a Danny Paul conference was five years ago. Yes. Is it five years? Yeah. Now, the reason why it's called Danny Paul is because Daniel and Paul in the Bible were great examples of lay ministers. Daniel, the prophet, served in three regimes. Vice president, one of three vice presidents, prime minister, and so on under Belshazzar, under Nebuchadnezzar, but he was a very famous prophet whom we quote often, especially we shall shine as stars and so on. It's from Daniel. And so somebody as prophetic and powerful as Daniel was a lay pastor in the sense that he had a secular job as his main job and even to the point where people were jealous of his job and ganged up against him and that is when he famously was arrested and placed under custody and sent to the lion's den which as children we said Daniel in the lion's den it's from the lay ministry that he went into the lion's den yes so that is Daniel. And then Paul, the builder of churches, the father of the church in Philippi and Macedonia and Colossae and the Ephesus church and all the Pamphylia, Phrygia and all areas in Europe which are now called Turkey. And the founder and the bishop of all those churches the writer to the church whose writings are the leading writings today of any sinner ever saved by God and used is the leading author ever used by God up till today. The others can be compared Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, James, and so on. Their writings are also very uh, famous, but Paul's were like teachings and explanations of what Jesus said. 
So he was a great apostle. He was also a pastor, stayed in some places for some time, sometimes two years. And then he was a great teacher. And he taught all the churches. He's still teaching us by his writings. He was a great prophet. Bible says there were prophets and teachers, and he was one of them. And he was used by God. He had visions of Jesus. He had the direct transcript of the Lord's Supper, which we use in 1 Corinthians. And this person who I'm describing, an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, a pastor, and even an evangelist in the sense that he had the cry, come over to Macedonia and help us. And he would save and he would preach and the whole city would come out. That's evangelism. He was also a lay person. (laughs) In the sense that no church or no person was financing him. You know, he at a point was financing himself by making tents. Right? So, the lay ministry is exemplified or demonstrated, I should say, beautifully through the ministries of Daniel the prophet and Paul. Now, it is a bit on the basis of that that we launched into lay ministry, almost accidentally. But, you know, we may always like to sound very powerful and like we knew everything and, you know, God was leading us so powerfully and all that. Listen, let's be serious about some of these things. There are things that we discovered to get it by doing them. And then we found that God was in it. And that he was blessing us. All right? So, and since then, we've thought about it and seen it in the Bible. And we've been teaching about the lay ministry. All right? So, the first time I wrote a book called uh, Lay People and the Ministry. Right? Now, that book really was not a book about lay people and ministry, but it was really a book about what is a work of a shepherd so the book lay people and the ministry has been the title has changed that's a book that we now call what it means to become a shepherd and so for those of you who have been around longer you find out that uh, it was one of the key books that you have to study and do an exam on and pass to become a lay pastor or to become a pastor all right and so uh, that was what we used to say lay people in the ministry but the reason why it was called lay people in the ministry because that, those are some of the things in writing books and sometimes you have to rewrite or even correct something that you wrote you know a little you know so I changed the name of that book to what it means to become a shepherd. Because when you look at it, really it's about shepherding. You know, that is where we said uh, it, shepherding, uh, it takes time. 
uh, you'll be tired. It's repetitive. Huh? Seven, seven ministries of the poem of poem man and um, a, a, a good shepherd ministry work or rest PVCI where you must become a shepherd uh, uh, how to improve your feeding ministry that about teaching and feeding as a shepherd that's what that book is about but it's not about the fact that you are a lay person no but you see because the church started with almost 100% lay people it was almost 100% yes it was almost 100% so it was almost like shepherding is done by lay people do you see so then with time we started to have full-time more people coming to full-time ministry or needed for full-time ministry so one day i was analyzing the book and then i felt that no let me rename the book all right now as we went along and the need for full-time ministry came up um we were forced to take a decision i'm just giving you like a little background <laughs> we were forced to take some decisions about um, what we would do as a church. And that is, you know, the Ghanaian community, as we know it, was spread out. The diaspora, diaspora spread, spora spreading, was spread out to our rich colonial masters and their uncles do you see <laughs> and our rich colonial masters basically were found in england and their relatives are in america where they speak english then we also had in europe germany switzerland etc but switzerland was also a little unique we spread out there because, well, I also come from Switzerland. And then, um, and then also, the difference between Switzerland and the rest of Europe. See, we have more churches in Switzerland than other places. Now, there's a reason. Do you want to know the reason? Yes. yes. The reason is that, you see, to be a pastor you need a foundation you need a foundation all right now and what the foundation bible says if the foundation is removed what can the righteous do so when you take away the foundations of ministry righteous people cannot do much now the thing was that in the places where they spoke english like England and America, we had people who would migrate to these places to work, all right, or to go to school, right, legally. You were going legally, <laughs> right. And even if they were illegal, it was just an overstay, you see, but usually they came there legally. 
So they had they had a certain foundation. So these people who had this foundation were used to start churches. Now, in Geneva, in Switzerland, we also had people there who worked in the UN, all right, who were there legally. You see, the legal is very important, that word, legal, <laughs> right? Now, the other parts of Europe, many of the people there were not so legal. Do you see? And had a lot of reasons and issues and a lot of deception and fraud were the basis of a lot of people being in these countries. Did you know that? Yeah. So when we went in among those communities, it was not so easy to get people who have a certain foundation of righteousness to be able to be pastors. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. So when you, when you go to those countries, you can easily get somebody who is legal, is not lying, his name is what he says his name is. He, he, he's, he's, he's not lying about what he's saying, he's not lying about his age, he's not lying about whatever, which I'm talking about foundations. If the foundations are removed, what can the righteous do? Nothing. They can do nothing. And so you would have to have somebody who's either a drug dealer to become a pastor or somebody who is uh, a thief, a liar, or a prostitute. I mean, I was once a stowaway. I was once in a church where the choir was, I mean, prostitutes. When a lot of our church, our own church. I sat by the pastor. I always sit by the pastor. Who are these people? He said, oh, they are prostitutes. They are in the choir. Practically. It's not, what I, it's not what somebody told me. It's what I saw it practically. Hmm? Not they were. They are. They, are paying, they were paying their bond. He was explaining to me why. I was asking why can't they stop? Why have they not stopped? He said because they are paying the bond. They paid $50,000 to come. So it's, it's not something they could easily walk away from until they paid. And when you're a prostitute, it's 20 euros for one a session and it's 50 euros for a style a, a special style yes no they told me the prices and it's two thousand pounds for without condoms so the services that your wives are giving you are very expensive <laughs> you are in debt already two thousand pounds without condoms it's very expensive. Very, very expensive. Huh? You can't even afford it. Thank God that you paid your dowry long before these revelations are coming. Lest you be called upon to pay current charges. Huh? <laughs> Fantastic. So, because of that, it was difficult to start churches in 
Barcelona, Milan, um, Germany, Holland, France, all these places, because people were not there legally. And so, although there were people there who wanted to still serve God and all that, to get a pastor to be there, all right, that, that's the problem. So that is how come you have more people from Swiss. So even in Switzerland at the point, we have so many people who are pastors in the church there that some pastors even became ashes because there were so many there because that's where there was a job. You see, that's where there was a job in the UN. So they were all there. So you see, legally, without stealing, without lying, without doing anything. So there were so many, you see that a lot of pastors with a small congregation and some of them have become ashes and greeters. Wow. Yes. Are you there or you are leaving? So that is uh, how come that's how come the spread of lay pastors because the lay pastors are led by money and jobs. Yes, you see these are realities that we cannot we cannot have. otherwise why would you have 10 pastors in a small church with 60 people some have become ashes if they were being led by where the souls are or to go to where their souls why would they all stay at that place they are being linked there by the united nations by money yes that's a that's a reality do you see so that limited the spread of the church. Then, with the development and the coming in of the European Union, those in Britain also now had access to live in Europe, in European countries, legally. legally. And so some of our people who were established in, in England moved to the Euro- European main continent and started working there and being passed. One of the Daniel over there, wave your hand. He's in, uh, where are you now? Frankfurt. But he's, he's, he's legally based in England and was legally able to move to Frankfurt to go and work there. And we had quite a few people moving. So that started us to have more churches in Germany. And that's how come now we have more churches in those pl- some of those places. Are you with me? Yeah. Huh? Yes, Pastor Okele and uh, even Bishop uh, Michael, who is in Germany and all that. They are all UK-based. A lot of the young people that you see happily in the church and they are from bishop michael Amos church in battersea yeah he was based in the uk so that's how come that then as ghana prospered under ndc over the years all right now i'm giving you the background of uh, what do you call it pndc ndc era you find out that Ghana became more acceptable to America 
and more Ghanaians began to have access to legally to America. Yes, from that from that era. It's from that era. You may not know. You know, but it's from the PN I mean PNDC was hot and then NDC, but that period stabilized the country and it became more possible. You see, at first, Ghanaians will not easily go to America. You may not know. You may not know. You rarely can get people to go. Then it became easier, even to the point where we have flights from, on Delta daily from Ghana at about 11 o'clock in the morning every day. They are flying. Uh, Independence Day, 6th of March. We were about to take off and they told us that the president was making a speech at the Independence where we are going to fly over him. So we have to wait for his speech. <laughs> Just this 6th of March. Yeah. Every day they go full. Full. Nine hours and you are there. And even United uh, Airline, what is it called? United Airlines. United. Yeah, United Airlines. Yeah, they started to come. And now South African Airways goes to Washington direct from here. It was not like that. Those of you who may not know, you may be new in the system. But the system wasn't so favorable to America. But as you prosper, you know, then they want more people to come. They want more people to come. So then you see that when you go and apply for a visa, more people get. But they didn't announce it to us. And I see that more people are going. So instead of going to England to school and England for whatever, the more started to go to America. So with time, you start to see that you, you know, this brother is in here, this brother is here, this brother is here, this brother is here. So that's also led to have more people in um, America. Yes. Are you trying to say something? Okay. Beautiful. Are you there or you are leaving? So, this is the spread. So, the spread is limited to Ghana, England, and more Europe, and America. Okay. Now, as a servant of the Lord, right, I must also be led by the Lord and not by money. So then there came a time where I could see that the only places we could continue to grow and build churches were these places I've mentioned. Do you see? Which are havens for migrating Ghanaians. Are you with me? Yes. And there, I was faced with a clear guiding power from the Lord. Do you see? That we should go to other nations, which I didn't know about. Amen. Amen. And now those nations that we wanted to go to, 
didn't hold great jobs and opportunities apparently. Uh, Australia was also like that. Australia a little and South Africa a little too for the doctors. You know. But now I don't think it's like that. So um, what do you call it? Um, when, I say, when I say Australia, you know, if you go to Australia, you know, Australia never did what I said American government did. No, all these are not announced things. You don't have an announcement, but it's happening. Australia never did that for us, but they did it for Sierra Leone. Australia did it for Sierra Leone. They did it for Sierra Leone and for Guinea. So when you go to Australia, you, you see that, for instance, our church in Australia, full of Sierra Leoneans and people from Guinea. Yeah. Because the government gave a huge quota to, for Sierra Leoneans. So a lot of people, at the point, we have Koroma, Koroma, everybody was called Koroma. I don't know whether it's a, you know, it's a family name or whether it was a name that was shared for everybody to, to become a Koroma. Are you understanding? Yes. So then came the time where I'm now at the crossroads and we are either going to go further or we are going to die at this economic junction. And I decided that I would like to follow the Lord. Amen. Now, that led us to begin to reach out to other places that were not economically good sounding all right apparently yes so i want to read isaiah 48 as part of my historical whatnot narrative i hear is the right english word i'm looking for thanks brother isaiah 48 and verse 17 beautiful it says thus says the lord i thy redeemer the holy one of israel i am the lord thy god which teacheth thee to profit which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go hmm? he says i'm the lord Thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, and leadest thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Not economics, and not you, or anybody else, for that matter. The Lord is the one who leads us. No person should lead us. The Lord should lead us. So began, go into the world, to difficult places. Go to Nigeria was my message to Bishop Jake. Go to Nigeria was my message to Bishop Jake. Go to South Africa was my message to Bishop Obi, but he didn't go. And he came back. Then one day he came again. He said, please send me again. I said, go to Kenya. He's building many churches there now. Is richer than when he was in the UK. I am the Lord that teaches thee 
how to profit. Yes, the word profit is to ascend, if you check the meanings, to ascend. I'm the one who teaches you to ascend. Yes. Then go to Sierra Leone. Go to Liberia. Go to Senegal. Go to Uganda. Go to Tanzania. Go to Swaziland. Go to Rwanda. Go to Gambia. Go to Madagascar. Go to Guinea-Bissau. Go to Mozambique. Go to Congo. Go to Malawi. Go to Angola. Go to Cape Verde. You see, I'm the Lord, the God that teaches thee how to profit. And that leadeth thee in the way that thou shouldest go. Hallelujah. Go to Zambia. That was go to Zambia. Go, go, go. Go to the Caribbean. Go to Jamaica. David Jedu, go to Jamaica. Go to Trinidad. Apostle Dodo was living in um, Geneva. His wife was working at the United Nations. She had a good job. She told me, she said, I, I save my savings. I save at least $3,000 every month. Saving, pure savings. Yes. That's a good job. Apart from you pay everything. School fees, this, 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 this. That's easy. I have at least. I said, go to Trinidad without a job. Now, today, you know, the last time I was in Trinidad, there was a crowd at the airport waving at me and happy. And I remember one of my friends, Reverend Steve, he said he was, I think he was in Trinidad, one of those places. It was my birthday. He said they were celebrating my birthday there. He said, everywhere they are celebrating your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, it's a blessing. So, what I'm saying is that that goal, do you see, could not work for those who can only go where the finances allow. Go to KJB. Go to Inquanta. Go to Dadieso. Go to Jasekan. Go to Bimbila. Go to Wale Wale. Go to Don Kokrum. Gideon to Don Kokrum. Our church is being built there. Go to Dawadawa number two. Go to Bwipe. Go to Yendi. Go to Salaga. All these places we have churches. Cannot go there by economic migration. Now, because of this going, all right, turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. Now, 
the Lord said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country. Hmm? And from thy kindred. Now, you see, this is where Abraham, the symbol of blessing and prosperity, started from. The symbol and the icon of the highest kind of blessing a human being can ever have. This is how it started. Go out of your country and from your kindred or your relatives. Hmm? And from your father's house. Wow, this is serious. Hmm. Unto a land that I will show ye. That means things are not clear. You see, and many times a lay person needs things to be clear. <laughs> yes, if it can be clear. What am I going to earn? What are the conditions? What are the, what, what are, what are the financial implications of what you are talking about? Let's be clear. But Abraham's calling was not clear. And I will make of thee a great nation. Greatness. And I will bless thee. Blessings. Blessing in this world is probably the most important thing because of the curse. You know, the curse is so real. It will be good for us to pay attention to the words that have been spoken and how they are being fulfilled. Without exception. The ground is cursed. You work hard. It yields thorns. It yields thistle, sweat. It's a curse. So it's blessings that we need to intervene and just provide a gap. This is when I pray, I see a gap. It's like a gap that something can pass through to the people through the gap. Yes. I will bless thee. You wonder why you do bless somebody? You need blessing. Otherwise, it's only frustration that is going to be your portion for the rest of your life. Only frustration. From beginning to end. Yeah. I will make you great. I will bless you. Hmm. And thou shalt be a blessing. We have a theme here, labor to be blessed. At the Lablam conference, my theme is labor to be a blessing. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Now, I will make of thee, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee, and in thee all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed. As the Lord had spoken to him. He departed that day. You see, when God spoke to him, that was all. So Abraham departed. He left. He departed from poverty. Yes. To prosperity. He departed from frustration to celebration. 
He departed from darkness of his family to light. So Abraham departed. Because God spoke to him. And he departed and went. Hallelujah. Labor to be blessed. And God told him to go and climb the mountain. 90 years old, go and climb a mountain Moriah. It's not a small thing for an old man to go and climb mountains. Laboring to be blessed. For a blessing. The multiplication God was talking about started from the day that Abraham listened to his God. And Abraham departed. He departed from being a non-entity and being unknown in this world and in this life. Hallelujah. And there you see, from there on, God began to speak more to Abraham. Tell him more things. So, God led me to carry on. I believe I'll be dead by now. If I hadn't dead a long time ago, you'd have forgotten about me. Yes. By now. If I hadn't obeyed the Lord to go into the missions the way that he wanted me to go. Now, I'm standing here and I'm looking at all these fields that are waiting. And I don't have anybody to send. So, I began to call for people. Do you understand? I began to call for people to come over to Macedonia and help. And I began to speak from my pulpit, calling people, give up your life. Give thyself holy. All out. Go all out. Pharaoh will hardly let you go. Yes. And that was the call. And through that call, little by little, people began to accept the call. One after the other. Yes. People like Bishop in Tepo, they were, they were old, old layers. He had to secure himself and bought a lot of cars. He's bought a special Ford. He bought a Ford. He bought, he bought a Ford Explorer, I think. And so many things to secure himself against the future. And he came into the ministry. Yes, Pastor Nia Jedu also the same. He was also a lay pa- a layman, worked at Ashanti Goldfield. He was very prosperous. Yes. 
he come to me and kneel down. He presented me with an offering, $10,000. He said, God, give, I have to do it for you every year. Oh, yes. Not poor people. I want to honor you. Yes. $10,000. Yes. That's a kind of prosperity. He gave it up. He used to counsel me sometimes when he was interviewing people who were going to be full-time. He would tell them, look, when you are coming full-time, your tithe will become your salary. Yes. <laughs> so, this let some people come in, not all. Most did not come. Few. Few came. Very few. One or two, three. Then, after a few of the older people came into the mission field, which was huge and lying there, came young people and women. Yes, women. That's where women came. Almost every lady who is important today in my life and my ministry became important through the absence of a man. A specific person with a name whom I can mention, but there's no need to do that here. So this person's absence led to this person's presence. This person's absence led to this person's presence. This person's absence led to this. I can mention each person. So this one, anybody you see, these people hanging around and all that for years for years they became important out of nothing and then young people became nobodies now this was the beginning of a new challenge because those who are older and have been so important in the church were now faced with the reality of seeing people they didn't know where they came from and who they are becoming important out of nowhere yes and some people did not like it one lay pastor came once to my office and was met at the door by a young lady I think she must have been about 22 years old he said, he said do you know when I came to this church <laughs> do you know when I came and he, he swiped her out of the room out of the room Yes. And I also struggled because the people who were important to me, I had a chief of staff, I had somebody who was helping construction, I had medical doctors who were helping me, I had um, a secretary who was a, a male. My book, Art of Leadership, it was all tied by him. You know, the, 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 I, I transform your pastoral ministry out of leadership. Although they were all tied by this guy, I used to work with him all the time. Suddenly, 
they were all gone. And I was left with finding how to move on. Yes. <laughs> and young people who didn't know anything were all there. And then the older people who were also my friends. Do you see? But everybody was seeking prosperity elsewhere. Thankfully, most of them also staying in the ministry. But the real mission that was hot. Because at every point, there's, when there's a war, there's this hot point. You know, there's a hot point. And that hot is called the front line. Yes. So then you find out that nobody's became somebody's and became frontliners. Yes. And if you are fighting in a war, even Hitler, when he was fighting in uh, the Second World War, moved his headquarters to Ukraine because they were fighting in Russia. So he moved his headquarters there. He had three places, Berlin and uh, the mountains place and the wolf's lair. You know, so he had these three places. He would fly between them. It was when they were closing in that he moved permanently to Berlin. That is where he died. But he moved his headquarters. I, I was in Ukraine. I went to where his headquarters. Was a huge thing underground. Concrete. Yeah. Huge. But you see, they had to operate from there. Because that's nearer the, the fight. And there were a lot of instructions. All right? Now, where does that also take us? This now led to a type of division where there were now lay people who now gradually began to develop what I call a complex. Where they now began to feel that they were not wanted, recognized, accepted, appreciated, or liked. They've been marginalized. <laughs> These are all evil words. <laughs> you have to be careful with such words. As a marginalize you, it's, it's a serious thing. You know? you know, nobody's marginalizing anybody. You've marginalized yourselves. Nobody has marginalized you. Yes. You know, so gradually, there was, we now started to have this difficulty where when you even see lay people, instead of them being happy, they feel that you are not happy with them. And that you are, not, you are against what their job. You are against the job they are doing. And against the prosperity that they are getting. That's true. True or not true? True. Yeah. And then, that complex is something that has been difficult to overcome. Yes. Because many lay pastors feel in their hearts that maybe they should have. 
offered themselves to go into full-time ministry? True or not true? True. <laughs> yes. And they are not sure whether, you know, and of course, if I propose to you, I love you, and you, you say no. I mean, maybe, or if let's say I come and ask you for money, and you, 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 you have a funny answer, and you don't give me the money. I mean, next time I see you, I may feel a little intimidated, you know, that, oh, there's a guy who said no. <laughs> I told him everything. I explained everything to him. He said no. When he could have said yes. So that complex is something that we've been fighting for some time. Now, the other danger or negative effect of all this is, has been that instead of, because that was rejected from me, other things were also rejected. Yes. And other wisdom, advice, and prophetic direction from me was also blocked. It's like this one is blocked. Block the calling one and block this other one. Do you see? Yes. But if you look carefully, you'll see that the grace, you see, Philippians 1 7 says, You are partakers of my grace. Wow. You see, what is my grace? My grace is the grace of God given to me to work for God. It's the grace of leadership, which we lack a lot of. The grace of building, the grace of prospering, the grace of growing. All these graces multiply. You know, we're also blocked. Because you block this one, block this one, block that one. And by doing that, you've, the lay people harmed themselves. Yes. So today, you find out that lay people, many of the older ones, haven't really prospered much. You see, haven't really prospered much. How, how do you know that? How do you know that? Oh, by, by taking offerings. When I take offerings, I know. Because they haven't deteriorated like they are greedy. So that these are greedy people. This is a greedy man, greedy girl, doesn't want to give. No, no, no. If you have, if they have, they would have given. Under the anointing, the invitation to give and all that. I mean, you would have given if they have. Would have given. The best example of the rejection came in 2001, a few days after September 11th, when I came to America for a camp meeting. That's the best example. I'll always give that example. Don't don't think I'll stop giving the example. Give the example always. Huh? Yes, I always give the example. If you care to listen, my son was listening to the other the other day. He was telling me. He said he was listening. He said, "How did I know all those things about 
debts and loans then. That's 17 years ago. <laughs> it was prophetic. And I started to cry. You have been around for some time. How many times have I preached and I cry? Be serious. Let's be serious. I will always give that example. Because I know individuals. Not that they say, but they told me. As soon as I left, I spoke, I, I gave. They were like, don't borrow money, these loans, mortgages, this, that, so many things. As soon as I left, some, within a week, within just weeks, went into exactly the opposite. It's like, don't mind him. One of them was so poor, I, I gave the persons thousands of dollars to help him. But I didn't even know that that is what it was. I didn't know. I just saw, I saw a lot of people. I gave it thousands of US dollars. Somebody who lives in America. I'm in Ghana. I said, take it. So, but I didn't even know all that. I found those, all those things later. But I could see the difficulty. I had nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> Amazing. And I have gone on to prosper more. None of you can say that you've made me rich. You know yourself. You <laughs> see, when I even give testimonies like that, I say somebody gave me an offering of $10,000. I don't know if I can remember anybody in America ever giving me an offering of $10,000 in, in a go. These are not Ghanaians. These are not Americans. That's why I speak about honor. It's not that I want something. I, I don't know if there's anybody here more prosperous than me. I don't want to, 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 to pretend. I don't know if there's anybody here. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't, know what, I don't know what work you do, but... Yes. And you know it's not from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. One day I thought I was becoming too prosperous. I said, no, it's dangerous to be so prosperous. Yes, I saw I say it's dangerous. It's too dangerous. <laughs> oh yes. It's amazing. Yeah. So by blocking this, block that, block that, block that. And all especially the prophetic part. You see, when you silence the prophet, a prophet is an agent, you see. Is, it is one of the main ways in the Bible through which help was given to people. Yes. Oh. So, so that's why when there was no prophet for 400 years, it was like there was no intervention of any sort, no help, no, 
and a lot of the help was financial water change the waters bring the bread give oil multiply this give a child there was no nothing like that was happening just normal case life is moving on frustration yes oh yes this is a very well so when john the baptist it was like wow when jesus came it was like wow it was like there was some there was a gap had come and suddenly god was reaching out to his people and jesus said it cannot be that i should perish outside jerusalem i have to die in jerusalem because these are people that kill the prophets they kill prophets and you know something when you read what jesus said maybe worth reading it jesus said jesus said listen oh jerusalem that kills the prophet then he said you will not see me again until you say until you say eh, blessed is he you see until you bless the person until you hail the person and bless them, you not see it so where you don't see and say and can say blessed is he who came to us in the name of the lord you not see the lord you not see his blessing it's true and it has taken time for the anger and the rejection to turn back into the blessed is he where you now bless the person and say oh it's our father and so on so i am i am saying this i'm saying these things to give you a background of how we are where we are yes we are not here just out of nothing it's it's a progress progression of events you see and the lay ministry has suffered greatly from that rejection which i believe has been on the mend it's been improving like it's been mending for some years now it's been improving for some years now and people are more confident about the lay ministry because because there's been an effort an effort has been made about it that's what i didn't know the last that paul conference i was just checking my notes and i saw that it's five years ago because i have my notes from the last conference and i have my notes from this one yes so and I just saw, I saw it in my iPad that it's five years ago. 2012. Yeah. <laughs> so there has been an effort to improve and restore, you know, so that you don't feel negative as a lay person. Because not everybody is called to be full-time ministry. No. It can, I mean, it cannot even be. cannot even be possible yes and even those who say they are full-time now many of them 
are forced to be lay people. Let's take Pastor Joe, who was sent to Rwanda. I mean, he has a job where he earns better than when he was in the UK, in Rwanda. And all the people that are with him, including his wife. You see, but they, 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 they have to keep the job to keep them alive. So, in a sense, he's a full-time pastor. But in another reality sense, he's a lay pastor too. Because he has to work to stay there. And some places, they, they, they don't want anything like a pastor in their country. Like India, they don't want religion at all. Because all their problems in the country are from religion. The Hindus... You know, it used to be one country, and it was divided into Hindustan and uh, Pakistan. Hindustan and Pakistan. It was Hindu and the Muslim. And they gave a date. And they said, from this date, this is the line between the two countries. So millions of people who were Muslims crossed from the Indian side up into Pakistan. And millions from this side who were Hindus crossed down. And a lot of people were killed. And that's why there's so much tension between Pakistan and India up till today. It's from the independence, 1960. And when they gave the announcement, it was a very wild thing. Millions died, I mean, as they were trying to cross, you know. So, um, they don't want religion in that country. And so, to go there to minister... You can't, pastor, it's out of the question. Even doctor, they don't want doctors. So we have a lot of doctors. But to come to their school as a student, oh, you can come. So all our pastors are students. And all married to Indians. And it's not easy for them to. So their marriage are not easy. They are not working easily. Ish. Now, are you there? The next crisis that came to the lay ministry was that lay people, some lay people, in the midst of their life, at the season we call the season for midlife crisis, right began to sense that they were not prospering from the work they were doing like they were not genuinely prospering from the work that they were doing it wasn't leading to prosperity now such people also were not willing to humble themselves and become full-time in this ministry, in your church, the way your church does things. Do you understand? But wanted to be full-time in the ministry in another way. Uh-huh. And the way was to possess the church which they had been privileged to pastor and take it over as a personal congregation that belongs to that particular lay pastor. You see, yes. Now that was not going down well with us. 
No, we were not happy with that idea at all. So, it led to a revolt. Now, in heaven, when Lucifer decided to separate himself with his own personal congregation, it was the fellow angels, Gabriel and so on, who took on Lucifer. So that's why the Bible says there was a war in heaven. God was not fighting any. God doesn't need to fight, but the people did not like the behavior of the people. So we had a number of pastors doing that. We had some in Tema, Ashaiman. We had some in America. One in America, I believe. Two in America. And uh, not much, by God's grace, you know, limited. Because of immunization, things cannot spread. You get it? Otherwise, it would have become... Yes. It just remained as a boil. But it didn't become a septicemia. Are you with me? Yes. So, um, we had to rally around like antibodies to the point of the foreign body that had been introduced and fight it. That's where you get boils and inflammation. And it becomes red, inflammation, signs of inflammation is red and hot and uh, what? Pain, red hot pain. So these three symptoms of inflammation were at each place where there was a problem. Yes, and swelling. Yes. Yeah. So we had all those things going out. And then we realized that lay pastors need to pass a certain age. Yes. To even show their stability in their mind, the spirit of a sound mind. (laughs) It's a spirit. Yes. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Because you did not try, it is not your profession. You were working at the bank, you were working at the school, and then you were doing this as for your love for God. And if you take over one congregation and all lay pastors say, We are taking our congregation, we are taking our congregation, we are taking our congregation, there's no church again. And that will be the end. Do you see? So we also do not accept that thing. And so from there, uh, we, we also try to encourage lay pastors in, in their lay ministry to do well as lay ministry. And so we try to, you know, kill that thing. So the Danipal conference, the first Danipal conference we had, was addressing a lot of these things. And I rewrote, I wrote another book on Lycos, which is really about lay ministry. Do you see? Yes. And um, with the lay ministry, um, another uh, important, um, another important area 
with the lay ministry was killing these things and purifying the lay ministry. Purifying the lay ministry. Yes. And that's where certain camps, like warnings of purpose and mighty foundations were launched. They are very hot camps. And they are hot for a reason. We're trying to purify. Yes. There were some who did not even like or want us to address. I've had a number of lay pastors leave the church out of usually pride. One of them, you say, one said, I don't, I, I don't want to come to shuffling conference for small boys to be asking me questions. I remember a couple of pastors like that, you know, but you know, you can't say that, you know. How, can it, can we, are we running a church or we are doing playing games? It's a church. And uh, if you are a lay person, we might be able to ask questions. And we might be able to transfer people. The church is not for you. I've been transferred. This is my third transfer that I'm on. Yes. Yes, I moved away without a congregation. I moved away completely. No, no instrument, nothing, no church. Yes. So the church is not for any particular person. And it was something that we had to purify and fight. All right? So, thankfully, we are still around and we have now reached another stage (laughs) of our...